the power of hate and dark night of the soul. It's a dry, awful, sense of one's own nothingness. If there ever were superior races before ours, ours is not worth it. There will be no way to awaken the entire population, and we will be doomed to destroy our environment without even realizing it. The sooner we get every last one of us off this planet, the better. The ridiculous episode of the COVID and the stop of the economy, life, has shown us, this species is of no use. God doesn't care about right and wrong is an expression to signify the error of the religious and their appreciation, of God, God being not an object. What I doubt many people can understand. The state of God is a state as dry as dust. Do not expect to have fun when you're awake. From Mysticism, A Study of the Nature and Development of Man's Spiritual Consciousness by Evelyn Underhill The desolation of that dark night of the soul in which it seems abandoned by the divine, the painful death of the self, its resurrection to the glorified existence of the unitive way, its final reabsorption in its source. From Your Soul's Compass, What is Spiritual Guidance? By Jones E. Borisenko and Jack Myers Joan The thought that there might be a personal God, one who cares for us particularly, was especially poignant for me. Over the years, even though I had directly experienced the love of God in mystical states, somehow that relationship had become lost to me. This is the classic dark night of the soul, where God disappears from sight and we feel alone and bereft. Nope. The personal God is an illusion. The illusion of the religious people. Their damned monotheism spread by the Jews in the West originally, then by the Christians. Hence the Christian hatred of the Jews, hatred misunderstood by them. Hatred who only add more power to this monotheism. The girdle comes out crooked. Very good. But there is no perfect diamond. En este mundo nada es perfecto, as my father would say. You're Sephardic? Yes. Do you know Spain? I do. And Spain me. At one time I thought she would return from the grave, but that is not to be. Every country that has driven out the Jews has suffered the same fate. Which is? <laughs> you don't want to hear. We should talk stones. The most valued stone is the red diamond from the Argyle mines. So very rare. I've seen two in a long life. A price almost beyond belief. I do want to hear. Ah. Well, how to say? There's no culture save the Semitic culture there. The last known culture before that was the Greek, and there will be no culture after. Nothing. That's a bold claim. The heart of any culture is to be found in the nature of the hero. Who is that man who is revered? In the classical world, it is the warrior, but in the Western world, it is the man of God. From Moses to Christ, the prophet, the penitent. Such a figure was unknown to the Greeks, unheard of, unimaginable. Because there is only a man of God, not a man of gods. And this God is the God of the Jewish people. There is no other God. We see him, what is the word? Uh, purloined. Purloined in the West. How 
do you steal a god? The Christian being the inarticulate being, he does not understand the trap he's in, a monotheistic trap. Nazism was Christian, Hitler was Christian. Without Christians, there would never have been a Holocaust, which, by the way served no purpose. Another error of the racists of Christianism. Where God disappears God does not disappear, the false God does, that of the monotheists, a dualistic conception of God disappears. Unity appears in this contemplation, and what God really is. Hence my eternal hatred of the Christians, who sell a false doctrine to the world. Until you have passed through this purifying mirror you do not know what God is. Being not dead. From A Politics of Love, A Handbook for a New American Revolution by Marianne Williamson. Democracy is important because it is a conduit for the will and the wisdom of the people ourselves. Through the night with the light from above from the song God Bless America is not just a lyrical phrase. America is experiencing a dark night of the soul now, and we need our light. No. The goal for the U.S. and all modern nations is to destroy democracy, and install a caste system. What you need is to train a fucking elite, which goes through all the stages of initiation. From A Guide to St. Simeon the New Theologian by Hannah Hunt St. John of the Cross's Dark Night of the Soul picks up on this image of enlightenment through absence of light, another paradox in which it is through cloud or darkness that true insight is gained. Finally someone understands. From A History of Western Philosophy the Medieval Mind by W. T. Jones. Not all, certainly, but perhaps most Christian mystics seem to pass through what St. John of the Cross called the dark night of the soul an overwhelming sense of sinfulness and helplessness. This, as we shall see, was true of Augustine. Yes. You see yourself for who you really are. This is a redemptive moment. But Platonus was never burdened in this way, for in his view evil was not real. He was, as Dean Inga says, serene and cheerful confident that the ultimate truth of the world is on his side and that sooner or later he would return to God. No. Because your view is dualistic. From Reflections on the Art of Living, a Joseph Campbell Companion by Joseph Campbell, author, Diane K. Ospin, editor. The dark night of the soul comes just before revelation. When everything is lost, and all seems darkness, then comes the new life and all that is needed. From Modern Consciousness Research and the Understanding of Art, including the visionary world of H.R. Giger by Stanislav Grof. Healing and Transcendence, for Psycho-Spiritual Death and Rebirth. In the History of Religion, a profound encounter with the Giger's determined quest for creative self-expression was inseparable shadow in the form of the dark night of the soul or temptation has often from his relentless self-exploration and self-healing. In analytic psychology been a prerequisite for spiritual opening. From 40 Days Living the Jesus Creed by Scott McKnight. Mother Teresa so we are now learning, endured decades of the dark night of the soul. From A Compact Guide to the Christian Life by Karen Leetharp. The Psalmists, Psalm 42, and Christians of every age have experienced what is called the dark night of the soul when God seems absent. Wishful thinking. Your God is not real. From With God in Solitary Confinement by Richard Wormbrand. The time of depression has been a blessing, too. It showed me how horrible eternity without God would be. God brought me into a communist prison, God made me pass through tortures and through the dark night of the soul, so that I may learn what hell is and do my utmost to avoid it. The same. Wishful thinking. Communism is not hell, the religious are hell incarnate. From Worked Up Selves, Personal Development Workers, Self-Work and Therapeutic Cultures by Iswan. Thus, for some practitioners transformation involves a narrative of suffering which involves a dark night of the soul in which the self has to come to terms with its dark side. 
Yes, this is it. From You Are the Placebo, Making Your Mind Matter by Joe Dispenza. Some people call this experience the dark night of the soul. It's the phoenix igniting itself and burning to ashes. The old self has to die for a new one to be reborn. No. A new self is not reborn. Duality is finished. From With Empty Hands, The Message of St. Therese of Lisieux by Conrad de Meester. Therese, described her personal dark night of the soul, she used such obviously relevant metaphors as storm, darkness, struggle, torment, trial, tunnel, fog, night, wall. In the meantime Therese passed through a dark tunnel and crossed a desolate land, where the darkness mocked her, crying. You dream of light, of a native land balmy with the sweetest of scents, you dream of the eternal possession of the creator of all these marvels, you think you will emerge someday from the fog that envelops you. Advance, go forward, rejoice in the death that will give you, not what you were hoping for, but a night deeper yet, that of the night of nothingness. From You Can Understand the Bible a practical and illuminating guide to each book in the Bible by Peter Kreeft. Another problem is that of timing. Why does God hang Job out to dry for 37 chapters? Why does Job have to go through his long and agonizing dark night of the soul? Seek and you shall find but Job seeks and fails to find for a long time. Why? Because God is the finder, not the found. Not even that. Still duality. I would have spent my life to make people understand that awakening is unique. From a Dictionary of Asian Mythology by David Leeming, Descent to the Underworld, in mythologies from all parts of the world, the motif of the descent to the underworld, is common. Sometimes the hero for example, the Greeks Heracles, Orpheus, and Theseus, makes the descent in search of destiny or of a lost lover or relative. In some cases a god or goddess, for example, the Sumerian baby Ionian Inanna, descends. As part of the traditional hero journey, the myth of the descent. Psychologically, the descent is the night journey or dark night of the soul, which points to the fact that to behold the self must rule his or her inner world. This is the myth of Jesus among Christians, not understood, transformed into a historical Jesus. In India there is the popular story of the beautiful Savitri, C. Savitri, who follows Yama, the Vedic, god of death, to the gates of the underworld and convinces him to release her husband Satyavan from death. In the Upanishads, the story is told of the young Brahmana Sakatas, who in the underworld manages to obtain from Yama the knowledge that beyond death itself is the absolute. Absolute, unitary, same thing. In China, the goddess Guanyin, is also a heroine who dies and returns from the underworld where she demonstrates her powers. Having been killed by her wrathful father's servant, Guanyin rides on the back of a tiger to the land of the dead. In Japan it is the creator god Izanagi who makes a disastrous descent to the underworld in search of his wife Izanami. This is not noted in this description, but of course all Egyptian myths that revolve around death. It's a dry, awful, sense of one's own nothingness. From History of Mysticism, The Unchanging Testament by Swami Abhayananda. However, following that sweet time, comes another, often referred to as the dark night of the soul, the Sufis call it Gabd. This is a state of dryness and emptiness, when the soul, struggling to become completely selfless, egoless, has not yet reached the ultimate degree of extinction, and suffers the heavy sense of death, with no light of superconscious life yet visible. It is a dry, awful, sense of one's own nothingness, one's own emptiness, which may be likened to the darkness experienced while going through a dark tunnel when the light at the other end cannot yet be seen. The ego self is withered, dried up, and all but gone but the greater selfhood has not yet revealed itself. The suffering soul feels great agony in the lack of both worldly and spiritual consolation. 
It's dark, even as a mystic I have experienced many dark stages but this one surpasses all. It is as it is written above. The suffering Sue L feels great agony in the lack of both worldly and spiritual consolation there is nothing to hold on to. And yet you cannot awaken without going through this stage. This proves that only mystics can awaken. And this social nonsense that the masses will one day be able to reach a paradise on earth, has ended up in communism, and it's not finished, we saw it with the collectivism deployed for the COVID, the butchery will continue. Then comes the revelation of love and spiritual knowledge, Mahaba and Marifa. From the restored New Testament, the Hellenic fragments, freed from the pseudo-Jewish interpolations, harmonized, and done into English verse and prose with introductory analyzes, and commentaries by James Morgan Price. Thus Plato, are quite unintelligible to anyone who does not possess the key to the zodiacal language, and this is also true of most of the sacred writings of antiquity. The point where the arcane system sharply diverges from all the conventional schools of thought is in the means of acquiring knowledge. To make this clear, Plato's analysis of the four faculties of the soul, with their four corresponding degrees of knowledge, may be taken. Republic V. 511. Plato's analysis of the four faculties, tabulated, it is as follows, doxa, opinion, illusory knowledge, 1. Ecasia, perception of images, 2. Pistis, faith, psychic groping, gnosis, episteme, wisdom, true knowledge, 3. Dianoia, philosophic reason, 4. Noesis, direct cognition, noesis, direct cognition being the spiritual knowledge, Mahaba and Emirifa, other words more tinged with conceptualization, duality, have also been used. Liberating knowledge. Janana, Jnana, John, Jainans, Gnosis, Marifa, Marifa, etc. Intuitional mind. Direct cognition has been called many words in different esoteric traditions. Direct knowledge. Direct cognition. Real experience. Direct apprehension. Immediate evidence. Direct life. Integrity of intellection. Recollection of the mind. Unified consciousness. Non-dual knowledge. Noesis. Noetic mind. And so on. Those who had this knowledge were called perfect ones, parfaits, stars, Gnostics, Jnanis, and so on. From Stairway to the Stars, Sufism, Gurdjieff and the Inner Tradition of Mankind by Max Gorman. As has been already indicated, the sleep which the mystics say we are in is greater and more complex than only the self-forgetfulness just described, however serious a deficiency of our consciousness it undoubtedly is. Higher realm of consciousness possible to us, which the ancients called wisdom, which the mystery schools called vision, which Jesus called the kingdom of heaven, which the Gnostics called Gnosis, which the Illuminati called illumination, termed the fourth state by Gurdjieff, and perception of knowledge by the Sufis. From Islam in South Asia and practiced by Barbara D. Metcalf. The four stages of the Sufi path, Shariat, following the law, Tarakat, the Sufi way, Amarifat, Gnosis, and Hakakat, realizing the truth. Alternatively, they could be a reference to the four states of existence, Nasat, the human world, Malakut, the angelic world, Tabarut, the heavenly realm, and Lahut, absolute divinity. Let's return to the text, from History of Mysticism, The Unchanging Testament by Swami Abhayananda. Then comes the revelation of love and spiritual knowledge, Mahaba and Marifa. The soul awakens to an incredibly clear awareness that embraces both divine love and knowledge. It is an inner realization by the soul that the God it sought is all-inclusive love, and the soul experiences that love within itself. It knows that this is the sustaining power and guide of all its life. And it vows to surrender all else for the sake of being filled throughout life with this perfect love. This means, renounce immediate earthly pleasures, 
the material pleasures. The two are obviously incompatible. It is this love longing which leads to the station of annihilation, fauna. This is the profoundly transformative experience previously referred to as nirvana, samadhi, or the vision of God. 4. At the moment the ego is extinguished, the eternal and all-pervasive I is realized. It is an experience that overturns all previous conceptions of God and the soul. Previously, there was a relationship, the soul to God, the lover to the beloved, but now, the ego-soul is no more. The false sense of selfhood, which is part of the illusion of phenomenal existence, has been erased, and only the real, the one, exists. What shall we call it? The Dharmakaya of the Buddhists? The Atman of the Vedantists? The One of Plotinus? The Sufis call it Hak, the real. Scholars may imagine that a Buddhist experiences one thing, a Vedantist another, and so forth, but one who has experienced it, whether a Sufi, Christian or Hindu, knows that it is the final truth, the only one. There are not different unities, one for each sect or denomination, there is only one one, and it is that which is experienced by Christians, Buddhists, Hindus and Sufis alike. It should be obvious that, if there is such a thing as unity, and if it can be experienced, then the experience must be the same for all, since unity, by its very definition, by its very nature, is one. So what if that one is called by different names in different lands? In every place and in every generation, new terms are ever being invented in the hope of elucidating the knowledge of unity. When the ego mind is dissolved, having been drawn to its extinction by its own source, there is no longer a subject-object relationship. There is only the unnameable, beyond all subject-object predications. It is what has been called by the Sufis, jam, or unity. Why do you believe, you stupid Christians, that all traditions have pointed to this unnameable character of God, and that your God does not exist? The Upanishadic seers of this unity declared that, when one realizes Braham, he becomes Braham. This is the reason for my hatred of Christians and of the monotheistic cult, which has brought destruction to the West. When I died to myself, says the Sufi, I became the beloved. I have ceased to exist, and have passed out of self, said Rabia. It is from the standpoint of this experience of unity that Al-Halaj declared, Anil Haq, I am he, and Bhastami exclaimed, Glory be to me. Or that Nisargadatta said I am that. It's the end of self, self with a small s. 4. After such a revelation, if one is to speak the truth, he can no longer make a distinction between me and thee. He knows full well that there is no other in all the universe but I. If he makes the slightest separation between I and thou, he has forfeited the truth, and re-established duality. How strange and baffling, that only moments before, he was a soul on fire with love, and now he is enjoined by the truth revealed to him to forget about souls and desire for union. Religious people go around in circles like fish in a bowl. The more they seek God, the more they lengthen the labyrinth in which they are lost. One might imagine this experience of fauna to be the final station on the Sufi path, but, in Sufism, as in nearly every mystical tradition, there is recognized to be a further, final, station on the journey to perfection. This ultimate summit of spiritual attainment is called retention of identity, BAQA. This is the state of one living continuously in the enlightened awareness of unity. It is the state of the Jivan Mukta of Vedanta, the state of Buddhahood of the Buddhists, the Beatitude of the Christians, the Sagehood of the Taoists. Baka, the final and ultimate station, is nothing less than the continuous retention of the awareness of unity throughout one's life, in every moment and breath, to live in the awareness of one's true, all-pervasive, identity. This is the perfect life of freedom, contentment, and utter surrender of the soul to the will of God within.
we find this state of perfection described by the Taoist, Lao Tse, by the Bhagavad Gita, by the Avadat, by the Christians, Zen Buddhists, and all the enlightened saints of all time, yet all have declared as well that this state is beyond description. You cannot describe this experience. And it would not make sense. I've always pushed people towards awakening, but they have to go and see for themselves. It would make no sense at all to those unprepared for it by inner experience, and besides, no words can tell just what the life of such a man is like. It must be lived to know it. The Persecution of the Mystics Naturally, it is very difficult for people at a lower station of knowledge to recognize or appreciate the view of one at the highest station, and it is because of this that they so often deride and persecute the saints. As Joseph Campbell said, The function of the Orthodox community is to torture the mystic to death, his goal. On the other hand, one who has reached the final state cannot malign the preliminary stations as incorrect, for it was by the ascension of the path, by way of these very stations, that he arrived at his goal. Within Islam, as within all religious traditions, there are individuals of varying degrees of spiritual experience and understanding, with the mystic standing at the highest degree, opposed at the other end of the scale by those pious and pretentious people whose understanding of spiritual experience is dim. That is why I have always said that it is useless to communicate with the religious. These two contrary elements within any religious tradition tend naturally to conflict mightily with one another, and, in Islam, as elsewhere, this conflict has often resulted in the extreme persecution and martyrdom of the mystics. From Hidden Wisdom in the Holy Bible, Volume 1 by Jeffrey Hodson, The Dark Night of the Soul, is frequently experienced by both individuals and nations. No. Nations are imaginary creations. From the Pagan Christ, Is Blind Faith Killing Christianity? By Tom Harper. The Passion Narratives I have examined in detail how, in the Egyptian ritual, a multitude of symbolic events are thrown into the night preceding the Passover of the Spring Equinox, March 21st, the most important date in the Egyptian calendar and in all the various sun-based myths. The Spring Equinox was, next to the summer solstice, the single most important cosmic event for all ancient cultures and religions, from the Druids at Stonehenge to the native North Americans, from the heart of the African jungle to the fertile plains of Mesopotamia, it's the supremely symbolic moment when the sun's returning vigor actually draws equal to and then surpasses the forces of darkness. For the Egyptians, this particular night was symbolic of the dark night of the soul and incarnation, which ended with the soul passing over the boundary at Easter, just three days later. This is why you always have the sun on the tunic of the Christian priests or even symbolized in other ways in this cult. Cult that has forgotten its esoteric origin and lose the Western people with its fall. Kuhn writes, All processes of transformation, purifying, perfecting, glorifying, reach their consummation on the last marge of the night period as it breaks into the dawn of Easter's spiritual sun. In the Egyptian calendar this would be the night of the Passover of spring. It was for this reason that the Egyptian drama placed the crowning of every spiritual process on this eventful equinoctial night. From Women of Wisdom by Tsultramalioni This dark night of the soul or descent into darkness, is experienced by Nangzo Abum when she is beaten to death by her husband, by Joma Memo when she loses consciousness and enters the initiatory cave, by Drencha and Rema when she defies her mother's statement that girls cannot practice the Dharma, and spends years in retreat living on water and mineral essences. From working with Kundalini, an experiential guide to the process of awakening by Mary Mueller Shutan. While we may have periods of ecstasy, bliss, emptiness, and other heightened spiritual states, they are fleeting. Often a profound depression and existential crisis lurks afterwards. This is best expressed by St. John of the Cross, 
whose dark night of the soul describes the crash that comes from experiencing divinity and then falling out of such a state. The phrase has been popularized to mean any type of depression or difficulty on the spiritual path, but those who have experienced higher consciousness states and then found themselves crashing down to earth will understand it in its original meaning. It has nothing to do with it, the dark night of the soul destroys and does not let anything behind. The episodes of depression are still joyful episodes, because you're alive. From World Christianity and Marxism by Dennis R. Jans The Orthodox Church has traditionally been in many ways the very epicenter of Russian culture, the heart of the Russian national character. But by 1917, when Russian Marxism snatched away this historic role, it had become spiritually moribund. Perhaps the 75-year hiatus that followed should be thought of as a dark night of the soul not pleasant, to be sure, but nevertheless an opportunity for growth. Now, as the Church emerges, it amuses me as if the church is a palpable and real thing. When you understand that the human is lost in his head and that's what makes earth a hell to live. From Your Head in the Tiger's Mouth by Ramesh S. Bolsaker. Nina. If the source is within me, I should be able to be in touch with it. I should be able to know it. Ramesh. Who is this I? All there is is God. That is the whole point. If you truly accept this from your personal experience, even this is not in your control, and not because I say it that whatever happens just happens and is not Nina's action, it is a reaction of the brain to an impulse over which you have no control, if this experience is repeatedly there, then at some point the mind intellect which is Nina begins to ask itself. If there is no action which is mine then who is this Nina that I'm so concerned about? Is there a Nina at all? That's when the real seeking begins. All there is is God, or consciousness, and this I is merely a creation of the mind. Then the dark night of the soul ends and on, the dawn of wisdom. Power of Hate I had made this video months ago, and like the others, it was not understood by the masses. Good for me, it had generated views, and in parallel, those who had spread in the mire of hatred had their bodies destroyed by it. Awakening is not for everyone. The disappearance of the ego is too subtle to be explained to the masses. When I made this video, it wasn't about hate, but about the process of the disappearance of duality. But like the rest of the esoteric doctrine, this has not been understood by the masses. So much for the caste hierarchical organization of ancient civilizations. It is futile to educate the people. Give them the illusion that they understood. That's enough. The cult of the historical Jesus does the job. It sounds cold, but this world is not to be ruled by the masses. When we talk about the drying up, the death of the ego, dark night of the soul, you can't explain that to people. There is a reason why in ancient times the initiatory circles were only open to small numbers like today. And it should remain so. What Captain Nemo explains in the book slash movie is the death of this soul to the world. Initiation takes several steps, disgust, death. It's not a death that can be decreed by the brain, the mind. It is born unconsciously at his expense. From a Dictionary of Symbols, revised and expanded edition by Juan Eduardo Cerrillote, author, Jack Sage, translator and Valerie Miles, translator. Darkness, obscurity. A dual, ambivalent symbol. Generally, darkness is said to be the opposite of light, acknowledging the value of light as being cosmic intelligence, as happens in Phoenician mythology, or divine emanation. But the Zohar, 13th century, speaks of a black fire that is the primordial light. Perhaps this is why there are two different conceptions of darkness. His first conception is where the religious will peak. Hence their verbal incessant miasmas about good and evil. The second conception is that of the mystics. 
Gregory of Nyssa's idea of divine darkness posited that true knowledge of God is a form of seeing that consists in not seeing. By the way, if you are familiar with the non-dualistic teachings, this is a phrase that you will often find. The concept of darkness appears with fervor in mystical literature. Rudolf Otto testifies to this in the idea of the holy, citing examples from St. John of the Cross, who addresses the idea of dark contemplation and dark night of the soul, saying that the divine absorbs the soul into a deep darkness. From Initiation in the Eon of the Child, The Inward Journey by J. Daniel Gunther The Dark Night No sooner do students firmly set themselves upon the path, having experienced the central initiation of the neophyte, then they may find themselves in a state that we call the dark night of the soul. The exact nature of this passage through night differs somewhat from candidate to candidate, depending on the intellectual and emotional character of the aspirant. What can be said with certainty is that it is not a pleasant business. The simplest practices become burdensome in the extreme and one is loath to persist. That spiritual quest which was a source of joy becomes the yoke of slavery, the fount of inspiration which flowed so freely becomes as dry as dust. And that's really what it's all about, as dry as dust. As dry as dust, the quest for light upon the path seems hopelessly impossible, there is the onset of depression. Miguel de Molinos describes it with the passionate words of one who has experienced it. Nature herself, apparently, will torment thee, she being always an enemy to the spirit, which in depriving her of sensible pleasures, remains weak, melancholy, and full of irksomeness, so that it feels like a hell in all spiritual exercises, particularly that of prayer, hence it grows extremely impatient to be at an end of it, through the uneasiness of thoughts, the lassitude of body, importunate sleep, and the not being able to curb the senses, every one of which would for its own share, follow up its own pleasure. Happy art thou if thou canst persevere amidst this martyrdom. Note. Nature herself, apparently, will torment thee, she being always an enemy to the spirit. An often repeated note by me. That's why the ecologist circles are the same as the religious ones. And that these idiots spend their time destroying nature applying solutions when there are no problems. Creating problems. It is thanks to them that we will disappear. The socialist political circles are the same people. Milieus that have killed more than a hundred million people in the last century. And with the cov, id, the entire blockage of the economy, and the unhealthy conditions that this has caused, you understand where we are going, towards a third wave of Bolshevism. The onset of the dark night is considered by the brothers of the AA to be equivalent to the descent of grace, rather than a curse, for it is a cleansing procedure. It is for this reason that the great mystics write of its necessity and its redeeming quality. This dark night of the soul likewise corresponds to the first major phase of the alchemical process which is called the negretto, or blackness. In psychological terms, the negretto equates to confrontation with a shadow, the negative aspects of the personality. For the first time, you're facing yourself. It's not describable. To accomplish this requires passage through the gates of blackness, the passage of the midnight sun. Crowley called out to 18 the gateway of resurrection. And he was right, as usual. This intolerable blackness of soul is the ordeal of the abyss, and rather than a lowly neophyte, the aspirant is truly a master of the temple. Work without lust for result. This is not transferable to the masses, if the practice drives you mad, then you will just have to go mad, but the practice will continue in the asylum. It must be real indifference, and only continued effort will achieve it. This is the key. Proverbs 1-7, The beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord, and piety to God is the beginning of perception. But wisdom and instruction the impious shall treat with contempt. In his commentary on Atu 18 in the book of Thoth, Crowley stated, 
This is that which is written of Abraham in the book of the beginning. An horror of great darkness came upon him. And, lo, an horror of great darkness fell upon him. In the night of that great darkness, God made his covenant with Abram. Several years later, when Abram was ninety-nine years old, God returned and revealed himself as El Shaddai, Almighty God. In this form of El Shaddai, he then changes both the names of Abram and his wife Sarai to Abraham and Sarah and reaffirming the promise that a son would be born unto them. The newly named Sarah had a reaction to this news that one might expect from a woman who was almost ninety years old. She laughed. From Wikipedia Not long afterwards, Abraham and Sarah were visited by three men. One of the visitors told Abraham that upon his return next year, Sarah would have a son. Familiar story, Christians? Why? To justify this? You are not only a murderer, you are a hypocrite. The proof lies out there. You call that murder? Well, I see murder too, not written on those drowned faces out there, but on the faces of dead thousands. There are the assassins, the dealers in death. I am the avenger. There's murder rights reserved for that hated nation. It has taken everything else from me, everything but my secret, the secret of my submarine boat and the energy that propels it. They tried. They cast me into prison, and when they failed... When they failed, they tortured my wife and young son to death. Do you know the meaning of love, Professor? I believe I do. What you fail to understand is the power of hate. It can fill the heart as surely as love can. I'm sorry for you. It's a bitter substitute. This tells me you have taken my journal. May I ask why? I keep no log on the Nautilus, and I was uh, frankly curious to read your account of the giant squid, in particular my narrow escape and rescue. According to you, Mr. Land is a hero and the best tradition of cheap fiction. That can only be true if you consider your life cheap, Captain. I might have expected you to say that. Actually, he regrets saving my life as much as I would regret saving his. The only difference is that I wouldn't have tried. Then it is that difference that gives Ned Land the human dignity you no longer possess. May I tell you something? You seem determined to. Go ahead. You protest too much. I know you were deeply touched by Ned's gesture, but you are ashamed to admit it. You cannot tolerate a fate in humanity, because if you do all this, the structure of your very existence, which you built on hate, vengeance all this will collapse around the naked lie of your life you are a beaten man at war with the dictates of his heart and you are a very gullible man professor gullible yes you're too easily swayed by sentiment individual good deeds overbad the crude extremes you oversimplify matters the world is more complex than that and 
good must not be measured on a scale as small as Mr. Land brash heroics. What he would do one day, he would gladly undo the next. To be of benefit, goodness must be constant, forever building. It must have strength. I'm afraid what you seek is perfection. You will never find it. I have already found it. 